You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. What U.S. city is close to the Texas border has one of the largest employers in its state and no housing for them? I bet you can't guess, but stay tuned and I'll let the secret out. I'm Kathy Fetke and welcome to The Real Well Show. Today's guest is my partner on our single family rental fund and also our Dallas property provider through the Real Wealth Network. She's been spot on over the past decade in predicting where growth is headed and getting there before prices go up. And she's here with us to share where her next prediction is. Leah, welcome back to the Real Wealth Show. Thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here. So I've known you for over 12 years now. You came to Real Wealth to help us out of a tough situation when a property manager in the Dallas area melted down, imploded, <laughs> took all the tenants' um, deposits and, and uh, skipped town. And you came in and really uh, fixed that situation and since then have been helping Real Wealth members acquire really impressive portfolios in the Dallas area. And every single year you come up with a new part of town that nobody's heard of and that looks like is completely out of the boonies and takes a lot of trust <laughs> to, to jump on board that and here we are again and now it's even further out so before we talk about the market that you're focused on right now let's go back a few years to some of the markets that we really pushed back on where you said, no, 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 the growth is going this way. And we'd go out and look at it and it was just fields of nothing, miles and miles away from anything. And you were so convinced and it was such a hard sale, right? But there were still people who believed you. So let's, what, what were some of those markets, you know, 10 years ago? So before I answer that question, let me talk to you about the first field market. So I was in, I guess I was in maybe junior high or high school, and we heard this rumor about a mall coming in a city called Frisco that nobody had ever heard of. And, you know, Michael and I, uh, my husband and co-founder, we were middle school sweethearts, and my mom's like, well, let's go up there. So Michael drives us up to Frisco, and it's 20 minutes from Plano where I lived. And we get up there, and there's just fields everywhere, because everything was fields. Even back when I was growing up, North Dallas was fields, where George Bush Turnpike is, it was all fields. So we get up to Frisco, and it's just field, 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 mega mall. And I'll never forget looking at my mom and saying, this is crazy. What are they doing building this up here? Well, of course, you know, now you've got Toyota and Liberty Mutual and the Cowboys training facility and everything in Frisco. And it's, you know, the most expensive and nicest area of the city. So uh, quite literally, this has been what we've seen my entire life. You know, we're both born and raised here. And so we've had the privilege of really not only seeing the city expand, but learning how it expands. So when I first met you in 2012, we started wanting to sell a city called Burleson. And Burleson and Roy City were kind of our two hot markets back then. And one was to the east and one was to the south. And you're right. It was just land. It was just land a few minutes from a highway. And in fact, I think you even sent one of your people out to come tour with us because you wanted to make sure we were selling not like a bill of goods. <laughs> and you know, that area now is just, actually, I went through Burleson the other day. We dropped my son off at uh, his first permanent station. He finished boot camp in the army. And so it just so happened he stationed like two hours away. So I'm driving through Burleson. I didn't even recognize it. I never go down there anymore. You know, most of our tours and stuff are done by my team. And I went through Burleson and I saw a city of Burleson sign with all these mansions. I looked at Michael. I said, what happened? This was just soccer fields. 
Well, that's DFW for you. That is just how North Texas grows. Is it just North Texas or is it just growing in all sides? It is growing everywhere. Yeah. You know, Texas overall is growing, but our geographic layout in North Texas is really unique. So like we have the second largest number of uh, highway miles per capita in the entire United States. We really grow from our suburbs outward. And so, you know, where most cities that are mega cities like us, mega metros, they grow inner city out. We really grow suburb to suburb. So what you'll see is you'll have the inner city, you'll have land, you'll have a suburb, more land, another suburb, and it just goes on and on and on. And it's really because of ability to get access to water rights and to power and resources that we don't just grow all the way out. So like you go to Chicago, you go to LA, it's just straight growth all the way. We just don't work that way. We have the highways to be able to grow further and we have kind of the landmass to grow further. And because not all of our jobs are concentrated in the city of our uh, center of our city, we can grow a lot further and a lot more dispersed. And so that's really what makes North Texas unique. Even Houston, they do have suburbs, but nothing like what North Texas does. Yeah, I've talked to a few investors saying that we're, you know, we're really focused in North Dallas and they're focused in South Dallas. So is is that area growing as, as rapidly? <laughs> so we don't buy in Dallas. I, you know, I own almost 40 million. In real and I mean estate. like super I, South, like yeah. Oh, I, Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. And all of those. So Lancaster, DeSoto, Cedar Hill, Dallas, all of those areas down there, I won't buy in. I don't like the crime rates and I don't like how our tenancies tend to work out. If I look at the statistics of what we see on the north side and what we see on the south, the north just outperforms. The other problem with the south side is that's not where the jobs are going. You know, there are jobs down there. There's jobs everywhere. But when we look at these high tech jobs, these really high paying jobs, these strong revitalization markets, that's really the northern side. When you're focusing on the southern side, you're selling to people that are mostly driving into the city. And that's not what we want. We want people who are living and working in the area where we're selling the property. So they're invested in that area. They stay longer. And we just don't see that on the Southern side. You know, it's not to say that we don't do anything down there, but that's maybe 5%. So when I started investing, actually the first property, the first out-of-state investment property I ever bought was in Wiley, Texas. And you were probably still in high school. (laughs) It was 2004. (laughs) No, I was graduated, but thanks for that. Okay, okay, good. (laughs) Feels so much better. Uh, So, you know, I I jumped on a plane and and some agent picked me up and took me to a very expensive high-end neighborhood where homes were selling for $400,000. This is back in 2004. And I was smart enough to know that, yeah, that's super cheap for California, but I knew that was super high-end in Texas. The median home price at the time was around $127,000 or something like that. So I found quickly found another agent who really specialized in investment property uh, because she was also a property manager. And she took me to Wiley, Texas. And it was the same thing. It was, I, I had to, we drove for miles through fields of nothing to, to find this little subdivision. And we were kind of first in, but it was, it was obviously a new home subdivision. And there were lines out the door of buyers wanting to get in. And I'm like, why would anyone want to live here? We were one of those buyers. We uh, we bought our first house when I turned eighteen, and we bought in Saxe. And our kids, when you know, we adopted shortly after. They went to Wiley ISD because it's split. So that's actually where I lived for the first I don't know seven eight years of my real estate career. Oh, that's so funny. Well, what is Wiley today? I mean, that whole area is probably so expensive and so built. Yes. 
Yeah. So my vice president it's, actually lives in Wiley in a master plan community overlooking the lake. So uh, it stepped up just a little bit. The houses that we were selling in the, I say crash really loosely because we didn't really crash here, but we were buying these houses for a hundred, 120,000. They're 450 now. Yeah. We paid, we were paying about 125,000 for brand new houses. Yeah. So um, then just probably five years, you were taking our, our investors on buses even further north and even further mm -hmm. north. And um, I, th I think it was Denison or like, what were some of the cities? I know for sure, Sherman and Denison. Yeah. So right. we started that's with Anna. It's almost Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Yeah. So Anna and Princeton were big 2012 to 2014. Uh, Anna Princeton to the north, and then we started moving even further, and that's when we got to Sherman, Denison, and Greenville, and that was probably 2016, 2017. So we were the guinea pigs. We bought the first four out there. That's actually when I started heavy investing, made sure that everything did what I thought it was going to do on paper. It did, and that's when we opened sales out there. So that was late 16, early 17. And I was telling everybody, this area is going to boom. These areas are going to do incredible. You've already got TI out here. You've already got L3 Technology in Greenville. There's major money out here. And land in Collin County is going to get too expensive. They're going to go to the next county out. And it wasn't just y'all who thought that I was ridiculous. It was everybody. And, um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's where we built our portfolio. And thankfully, we can say now that, you know, prices have only gone up almost 200%. I mean, I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a property manager, I love that you test it. We we like to do that too before we introduce anything to our investors. Um, but you know, as a property manager, to test these areas, um, were, did they rent right away? Even though they weren't built out and they were still fields, you know, they they were still de demand. So here's the thing: the jobs were already there. The people already needed to be there. They just didn't have inventory because everyone is. And this is still an issue. They're so focused building closer in because they can charge more. And so these guys that were building in Richardson and Plano and Frisco, why would they go further out just to sell for half as much money? It's the same product. And so what we found were these mom and pop local investors who couldn't afford to build in those little areas like Frisco and Plano because the lots were too expensive. And then we started getting with the locals. And so all of the original builders that we started out with, except for maybe one, they were local to the cities that we were working in. So not only were they willing to build out there, they really understood the market dynamics. They were very committed to us because they couldn't do it without us. And that's how we managed to get inventory coming in. You know, these areas are 50% renters and there was really no new construction since mostly the 1950s. There were a couple neighborhoods from the 80s, but very little. And so there was a need. There's like a wait list of people back then. And the housing shortage is getting even worse now because even more companies are moving to North Dallas and really the outskirts because big businesses can build huge factories and huge headquarters where the land is cheap, but there's no housing for the workers. Uh, so, you know, we many of our audience may already know, because I've had you on before, that we started a, a single family rental fund in this area. And you've been able to find phenomenal deals for the fund. That's closing out November, by the way. If anybody wants to find out, you can go to growdevelopments.com and still get in on that. You've been getting stupid good deals out there. It's amazing. I mean, what, what are some of the most recent ones that you're proud of and excited about? 
Yeah, I mean, we picked up packages of houses where we were getting houses for sixty and seventy thousand dollars each, where we're all in on these houses for one ten, one twenty. We're exceeding the one percent rule on almost all of them. And the thing that really is just the most amazing is where the numbers are coming in for end value. We just got our first set of BPOs back and the figures are even higher than what I anticipated. And so just so many potentials here, you know, not only from a cash flow perspective, but also the equity capture perspective and really just exceeded what we even thought that we'd be able to perform. So just very excited for that portfolio we've put together. Yeah. And from a um, do good perspective, you know, the, the one of the biggest crises in America right now is affordable housing. Um, a $50,000 house sounds like, wow, you know, a homeowner should own that, but a homeowner couldn't own that because you would have to pay cash to get it. No bank would finance a home that maybe doesn't have a kitchen that's finished or a bathroom that's not working or the condition that these are in. So we're able to go in, buy them cheap, fix them up and provide affordable housing that is so, so, so needed in the area. Yeah. And you know, it's funny when I, me too. And when I post them on Facebook, cause we pre-lease while things are in rehab, a lot of the comments that I get are, wow, these are still really affordable. And the truth of the matter is that's what we're doing. We're providing affordable housing, these renovated homes, we're saving homes from getting torn down. And there's really something neat to be said about that. These, these areas have a lot of history. These are old railroad towns like Denison. That's where President Eisenhower was from. And so there's just a lot of history. And I don't want to see that get demolished. It, it, it hurts my heart, but it also hurts my mind because I know how much value there is in that. And so, you know, what happens if people like us aren't out there buying these houses, they just sit there. And luckily, there's a lot of people like me who bought way more than what everyone ever expected. And so now inventory is getting tight. So, you know, it's been just fantastic to put together the portfolio we did at these numbers. We like we got a property in Collin County that's 2000 ish square feet. And I think we bought it for like 120,000. I mean, just insane numbers. And the houses are gorgeous. And so the tenants love them. We love them. And ultimately, when it's time to liquidate, the buyers are going to love them. Yeah. So the model for that fund, like you said, is buying these older homes, fixing them up. Sometimes they're newer, um, making them really nice for the, the the people that are coming in from California and from all over for these high-tech jobs that are just pouring into the area. Um, so they're, they're nice enough. They're really nice finishes that would attract high, you know, high net worth people. Uh, now, now, then you found another opportunity, and let's talk about that because I think I think when I talked about it on Bigger Pockets, people laughed at me because they'd never heard of this town. And I said, "Well, that's that's been the case with Leah all along. We never know <laughs> what she's talking about, but it seems to work." All right, so tell us about this new opportunity that you found. Yeah, so basically, just how we went up Highway seventy five on the east to get into Sherman and Denison with growth, we're doing the same thing up Highway I thirty five which, you know, that's the main thoroughfare to connect South Texas all the way through the country. So we're talking a major, major interstate here. 30 minutes from Denton, one of the largest counties and cities in the you know, entire state of Texas. We're just a couple minutes over the border, and it's a city called Thackerville. And the thing about Thackerville is it has one of the top four employers in Oklahoma in this small city. It's, again, right over the border where all the development is happening in Texas. They have a massive housing shortage. There's only one rental on the market right now and only 11 homes for sale. Huge housing shortage. The average price in that area right now is $600,000 for homes. So we're targeting this right luxury kind of market. And then we fell basically in my lap these fourplexes for $450,000. So the builder had one that he just finished. I bought. He approached me about buying more. 
And when he told me the price, I just knew I was going to buy them all. And then I thought, well, we really have been asked for a new construction fund. I'm going to call Kathy. And I told you, first thing, I'm going to buy them either way. But man, what a fund this would be. And we were so excited. And then I got the appraisal back on mine that I bought and refinanced. And it came in $80,000 over what we're contracted on these new fourplexes for. And these fourplexes are much bigger. So, I mean, the potential built-in equity at purchase is just incredible. So these are brand new fourplexes. We we have launched our first build to rent fund. So the other one is, you know, renovation fund. This one is build to rent. Uh, we are, we just launched it and you can find out about that at growdevelopments.com. So uh, who's the large employer in Thackerville where there's no housing for them? <laughs> yeah. So Winstar for sure is this massive employer. So it's actually the largest casino in the United States and in the world. It's about 600,000 square feet. It's got two 18-hole championship golf courses. It's just an incredible, incredible place. They have dozens of jobs available even right now. Uh, if you look within like a half hour of where this property is located, there's almost 4,000 jobs open today. So it's really quite incredible. And a lot of people don't realize how strong Oklahoma is anyway. Yes, we're piggybacking on North Texas, but Oklahoma has some of the lowest unemployment rates in the entire country and in the world. The unemployment rate in this area we're talking about is 1.9% as of right now. I mean, absolutely incredible. And yet there's not really housing, at least not afford, definitely not affordable housing in the area. You said it's kind of a luxury area. And that's that's that surprised me a little bit because it's in Oklahoma and it's right over the border. It seems like it's out in the middle of nowhere. But um, it seems like kind of a, like a little mini Las Vegas there. It is. Well, so here's the thing. Most of us from North Texas, our weekend retreats where we go on the weekends, we go into Oklahoma. So this area is big because you've got like all the, they're not springs, but they're like these watering holes that are clear that you can go in and cliffs and stuff. So the terrain changes when you cross into Oklahoma, it gets cliffy and hilly. And so a lot of nature people just love that area. And then on the other side, there's this area called Broken Bow. And this is where I have tons of friends that buy properties up in Broken Bow in Oklahoma, and that's where they go on the weekends. It's a big short-term rental market. So actually, this kind of luxury vacation property is extremely common in central and southern Oklahoma, but it's for Texans. It's for people who live here in North Texas. That's where all of us go. And so if you're not from here, you may not be familiar with it. Okay. Um, so the employees that work, how many employees did you say work at the... Uh, at their, um... <laughs> Yeah, so they're, they employ, like, a lot of these casinos, when they do hiring batches, they'll hire three, 400 in one go because they keep adding on. So they're the largest casino in the world, right? So the minute another casino adds on, well, they add on, and then they'll hire a couple hundred more. And that's just been the pattern over a year or two for the last 20 years. So they employ a ton of people through all of the stuff that they do and the companies that work with them and the golf courses and everything. We're talking thousands of people here. And where are they living? Where are they coming from? Do they live at the casino? No, there's nowhere to live. They have 1,400 luxury hotel rooms, but super expensive and almost fully booked. These people, most of them are having to live down in Texas because there's just no housing up there. There's literally a wait list for everything that goes in up there, and they're all 100% occupied. Again, I want to reiterate, this area has one property listed for rent as of today. So you own a fourplex there. How has that been? How has it performed for you? 
fantastic. I've raised rents. When I acquired it, he had already tenanted the building and he had uh, himself paying water bills. He was paying cable or I'm sorry, internet bills. And we immediately stopped that. We raised the rents. We made the tenants start paying their own water and we started billing them for internet services. And um, it's been fantastic. I mean, they're good, right? They're brand new. And so we haven't had, as far as I know, a single repair issue, but there is a builder warranty if we run into something. And it's just been fantastic. The clientele is wonderful. And, you know, it might be taboo to talk about, but there's a lot of marijuana growers, a lot of distributor type situations up there because it's not legal in North Texas. And so anyone and everyone who wants marijuana goes over the border because you can go into one of the little medical clinics, get a card and go get marijuana. And so you cross the border and they're everywhere. So like my building, for example, are all people who work in the marijuana industry. They make great money. They're a lot of cash paid. And they're fantastic tenants. They all pay on time. We don't have any delinquency. And that's because, again, they're A, they know how good they have it to have a place there. And B, they're making great money. I mean, the average incoming job, what these people are making in salary is huge. Well, it's kind of what helped Denver take off, I think, back then when they legalized. They were one of the first. Okay, well, fascinating. I'm excited. I've been wanting to do a build to rent community. Um, I love that we don't have to take the builder risk. We are just... <laughs> You, you put a deposit in and we close when the building's done. I know there's a lot of build to rent communities that aren't doing very well right now because they're not finished and their uh, construction loans just went up three times what they thought they would be because you know, interest rates went up and they're on adjustable rates. But we, we don't have to deal with that. We just get to buy when the when the product is done. So that's that's a great model. I'm excited about it. I think it'll be our first of many build to rent communities. But if people want to find out about that, again, just go to growdevelopments.com and you can find out about Texas and Oklahoma. And now you can be proud to say you know where Thackerville is. <laughs> right above Gainesville. So in and I know Gainesville is uh one of the places that you've been promoting for a while. What's going on there? And that's only that's in Texas and that's only what, 15 minutes away from Thackerville? Yeah, so it's the next city. So uh, Gainesville is your northernmost area before you get into Oklahoma, and Thackerville is your southernmost area when you enter Oklahoma. Gainesville is just like Sherman Denison. It's equidistant. So if you're looking at a map, one is on the east side, one's on the west side. They're just up different highways. Gainesville's huge, and they've been huge for a while, but their price point's pretty high. And so getting into Gainesville, there's been almost no new construction, and what there was is very pricey because, again, you're so close into Denton and these other areas. And so what I have seen and what really targeted that area for me was all the distribution centers. So you go north of Denton, there's a few suburbs on the way into Gainesville, and those suburbs are very small. And in between those suburbs where we talk about having that blank land, they opened distribution center after distribution center after distribution center. So you've got Sam's Club and Walmart and all of these big distributors. And so that was a big, big flag for me. Like we need to pay very close attention to this area. And then, of course, we started seeing the other things come in. So what we look for originally is we like to see distribution centers. We like to see little mom and pop small hotels, the little motel type places. Uh, you know, not your big chains, but your little ones, like the 50, 70 room ones. And we started seeing that. And then we saw the Chick-fil-A and the Starbucks. And that's when we're like, okay, it's actually happening. And so it's just been incredible. But what you have to think about is, yes, it's the smaller suburb. Yes, it has a lot of employment. But you're 20 minutes from Gainesville into Denton. And Denton is one of the largest cities, one of the largest suburbs in Texas. Big, big, mega suburb, 20 minutes away. So why would you spend half a million to live in Denton 
when you can go spend 250 or 300 and go live in Gainesville. And so that's what we look for. That's what we see. We see these smaller suburbs start to develop and the people who lived in the bigger, more expensive suburbs, that's where they move. And then, of course, you get more bang for your buck, right? Generally, when you go into these areas, they're going to be bigger lots. You're going to have nicer homes because the price point per foot is going to be better. And so that's been the same model we've been doing since we started working together in 2012. It's just we continue to expand the envelope as the city expands. Fascinating. All right. Well, we are excited um, also because Oklahoma has lower taxes and you know lower cost to build, and it's just it's just a little cheaper and it's just not that far from Texas. So you get, no, and you get Texas employees at Oklahoma prices. Yeah. And the governor is talking about completely getting rid of the state income tax. And if, and when that happens, I think you're going to see a boom like we have not seen there because it's really, it's a lot like what Texas is doing with property taxes. Oklahoma has the surplus and they can afford to do it. And so I think that's going to be this next push that he's going for. And once that state income tax is gone, I think you're going to see a lot of things start happening in that southern Oklahoma area piggybacking on Texas. Yeah, and the cool aspect of our fund is, first of all, it has a, a PREF, a 6% PREF. But uh, once interest rates come down, we'll refinance and uh, give distributions back to investors, give some of their capital back. So that that's great. You still get the cash flow, but you get some of your capital back. Of course, we have to wait till interest rates come down, which we think will happen sometime next year. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> That's been a tough crystal ball to read. All right, Leah, always fun to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining me here on The Real Well Show. Thanks so much. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Well Show. If you would like to connect with Leah, you can go to realwealth.com, join, it's free, and then you'll get access to our portal. Just look for the Invest dropdown and you'll see Dallas and you'll get all her information. And if you want to learn more about our single family rental fund in Texas and our build to rent fund in Oklahoma, you can go to growdevelopments.com. I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks so much for joining me here on The Real Well Show. We'll see you next time. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.